Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Welcome to You Made Me Watch. I'm Mike Bobbitt, hanging out with my wife, Allison Bobbitt. This mm-hmm. is the podcast where we go back and forth week after week, making one another watch a movie the other has never seen before. This week, Allison, you made me watch the Kevin Bacon movie, Stir of Echoes. I did. What did you think? I think there were a lot of missed opportunities. I think there are other movies that have since done similar things better like there's Mm -hmm. the gillian jacobs ghost story thing where at the end there's kind of like a cool reveal with all the visions she was seeing oh no it was isla fisher but gillian jacobs is in it yeah 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 (laughs) tomato tomato okay (laughs) this had really basically one scene like that where kevin bacon sees something And then later... It happens. Yeah, later it happens. Kevin Bacon is a working class dude in Mm. Boston, I believe, and he wishes he could have been a rock star, but he's just living kind of an ordinary life. Mm -hmm. And his sister, played by Ileana Douglas, is... I think it's his sister-in-law is Ileana Douglas. Okay, sister-in-law, Ileana Douglas. We watched this five years ago i know she is studying hypnotherapy and she, she knows it uh well why don't you give this synopsis since i'm wrong about <laughs> absolutely everything you're just sitting there going eh, eh, i'm eh, sorry i'm sorry eh. <laughs> so go ahead i'm sorry no i no, won't say anything no you give the plot synopsis okay. i'm doing a very bad job we did watch this quite yeah some time we ago. watched it probably a week and a half ago maybe yeah. two weeks ago and we finally have time to talk about it like you said it's kevin bacon um is just an ordinary dude like blue collar guy um, is renting a house in, I think, Boston, maybe Chicago, some Midwestern East Coast area that's... Yeah, it's like a newly gentrified yeah. area, mm-hmm. and one of the neighbors is... Their landlord, mm. and, you know, he's got he's a, a guy in a band who wishes that he was just a good, you know, he wishes he was a rock star, and he's at a party with some friends, and... His sister-in-law hypnotizes him, and when that happens, he starts having these visions and kind of hallucinations of a dead girl or, you know, 
a girl uh, in his house or around his house and he can't seem to shake it and he kind of becomes obsessed with it because he can't figure out what exactly it is he's seeing there's a couple of scenes where he sort of knows what's like predicts what's about to happen one in particular is his neighbor's son shoots himself and he has kind of a premonition about that and runs over there in time to at least get an ambulance call it's not clear if the kid ends up surviving He's in the hospital at the end of the movie. He becomes super obsessed with it. He starts digging up his backyard. He starts digging his up. His son also has visions. Yes. His son also has visions and has been talking to this ghost and telling his dad things about this girl, Samantha, that he keeps seeing in the house. Eventually, he is digging up his basement and the ghost encourages him to look in a wall which he does he accidentally hits the wall he accidentally hits the wall and realizes that it's not you know it's not the foundation so he pulls it down and finds a corpse of a young woman who has been missing from the neighborhood for a little less than a year and he realizes that his landlord has been hiding a dead body in his basement. <laughs> right. Because his to... landlord's son and the son who shoots himself. Yes. Both raped and accidentally murdered this girl. Yeah. She started screaming. They were partying in the house and um, they tried to assault her, but she was screaming and to get her to shut up, they smothered her to death and the parents tried to cover it up. Yeah, because they didn't know that muffling her with plastic wrap. Yeah, would kill would her. Kill someone. Crazy, right? The smartest rapists in the. History well, they're of teenagers, rape. so. You <laughs> I don't didn't know. know that. <laughs> I mean, putting plastic over someone's face would, in all the rape that you did when you were a teenager. <laughs> when I was a teenager, you know what? I had an idea, but I wasn't sure. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out the hard way. My mom used to make me play astronaut by putting no. a plastic bag over my head. <laughs> no. So, yeah, he basically solves this murder because of this newfound psychic ability he has ever since he's been hypnotized. Yeah. And then when the his landlord finds out that he's found out, uh, he and his son try to kill him and his family. But the neighbor. Played by Kevin. Hold on. I have it up. Kevin Dunn. Yeah, Kevin Dunn. Um, whose who son has really shot himself. Liked, instead of just playing sort of like a the right-hand man to like the lead, like he yeah. does in like the movie Dave, like he sort of plays that kind of like Ashuk's friend. He does. But then at the end when like it was Kevin Dunn and a, a getting to do some acting that I've never seen him yeah. do before. Yeah. He takes a turn at the end because he comes over. Because Kevin Bacon's like, listen, I, I need you to know that I know that your kid had something to do with it, that he killed this girl, and I need you to hear it from me. I know why he shot himself. Yeah. And so he comes over, and he has a gun, and Kevin Bacon's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like, we need to talk about this. And you think maybe he killed himself, because Kevin yeah. Kevin Bacon leaves the basement, and then you hear a gunshot. So you think maybe he's killed himself, but when the landlord and the landlord's son come over to kill kevin bacon and his family this guy comes upstairs and 
shoots them to save yeah. his friend. And that was like the foreshadowing flash forward yes. that you get earlier because he's just like, they were going to kill you. And he just walks outside and waits for the cops. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, they were going to kill you and Maggie too, his, the wife. And it's, 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 it's one of those things that when it happens, you know, in the premonition scene, you're like, it's just, it just seems weird. He's like, oh, hey man, how's it going? He's like, they were going to kill you and Maggie and then walks by him and he's like what the hell like what is that about and then when he goes outside he's not there so he's like what the hell was that even about and then you know it comes together at the end so I think I mean I think that this movie was pretty decent it was a good maybe first or second draft but like you said I think there were some missed opportunities it was adapted from a book yeah, it was a Matheson book who did yes, Richard I Matheson. Love uh, or I Am Legend. Yes. Um, Richard Matheson is a big mm-hmm. time sci-fi writer. Yes. And I'm curious to see what the original is like because. Yeah, there's not a lot of info about. Um, I'm going to guess it was adapted from a short story or something. I, I think so. Um there's not a ton of info about it, but it does say that actually The Shining was heavily influenced by this movie. The idea that you would see something, like see a dead person. The and that Shining they... that came out uh, decades yes, before. but Stir of Echoes was written in 1958. Oh, so The Shining was, in Stephen King was Stephen influenced King by, by Matheson's yes, book. I by got Matheson's you. book, okay. yes. Yes. Um, I, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So he was influenced by this book, and then this book eventually was adapted into the film version. Okay. Um, what was the name of that Isla Fisher movie that I referenced? I think it's called Visions. It came out in uh, 2015. I think that's one of those movies that I got to go to an early screening of, and then I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till it comes out in the theater so you can see this. Yeah, and... um. I, I don't think we ended up seeing it in the theater, but it ended up streaming and you were like, oh, this is really good. You're going to like it. And it is really good. So yeah. if you guys do get a chance. That um, is the downside of getting to see preview things because mm-hmm. I just watched the first three episodes of a upcoming television series that is so like early in development that there's no news out there for it yet and i'm like i and it's a show it's a spinoff of a show that i love and so many of my friends love Mm -hmm. and you know i can't really talk about it too much i can tell people that i saw it and that it's great but yeah uh, you can't um, really get into yeah i guess i can say that i it's generation v gen v which is a spinoff of The Boys. Yeah. And I got to see the first three episodes, and uh, it's excellent. I'm going to go as far as to say I liked it more than The Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I guess keep your eyes out for that, too. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be on eventually. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. the effects were nowhere near being finished, so it's probably going to be a while. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten to watch a lot of um, the first three episodes of a few really high-profile things, too. Yeah. Although I think this is probably one of the first ones where you were like really happy about what you watched. Yeah, because I also got to watch the first three episodes of a humongous thing that is super secretly under wraps that I'm not allowed to talk about at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. 
And you weren't super, you were like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, it was okay. Yeah. I'll watch it if my friends watch it and want to talk about it. But, you know, and my friends yeah. will probably watch it because it's very genre. Yeah. 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 So this was good. I. How do you generally feel about Kevin Bacon? I, I've i always um, enjoyed Kevin Bacon. I, I think he's, he just seems to be like a nice person. Mm-hmm. So... I, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything where I was like, what the fuck, Kevin Bacon, where I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Maybe this took place in Chicago. I think it took place it in did. Chicago. It did. I yeah. just looked it up. It did take place in Chicago. Because I started wondering about his accent. And I was like, has he ever done anything that was set in Chicago? And I think he's in like He Said, She Said, uh, one of the so. lesser known John Hughes movies. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Do you know about what year? probably the 80s 90s right it's right before planes trains and automobiles because they both take place in the same universe i believe they share a scene like there's a scene in planes trains and automobiles i think where like steve martin's gonna get a cab but Mm -hmm. kevin bacon ends up getting it instead and then and he said she said um could it possibly be she's having a baby yep that's it it came out yeah um she's having a baby came out the year after planes trains and automobiles okay there you go Okay. Yeah, I like him. We just saw his daughter in Smile. Smile, yeah. Holy crap, she looks exactly like Kira Sedgwick. Yeah. Like a little bit of Kevin Bacon, but very much exactly like Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, I. And she was a very good actor in a uh, movie that I think fell apart in the last <laughs> five yeah. minutes for me. I mean... It was, it was a pretty decent horror movie. I mean, it was an independent movie, I believe, as well. We saw it after seeing Barbarian, which yeah. I think is the best <sighs> horror movie I've seen since Get Out. It was really good. And I thought that Smile was going to do another one of those. Oh, this is actually a commentary on this social issue. Yeah. But then at the end, it kind of throws away that idea just to go cliche. And I was like, yeah. oh, all right, well, fuck that movie and it's smiley face. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, she was really good in it. I can't remember her name. It's like so Sosa, Sosie Bacon. Sausage Bacon? Turkey Bacon. Turkey Bacon is her name. Sosie. S-O-S-I-E. Like Josie, but with an S. Sosie Bacon. She was really good in it, but I mean, you know, I digress. So also in this movie is Catherine Irby, who plays Maggie, his wife, the aforementioned Ileana Douglas, who plays Lisa. Catherine Irby? What else has she been in? She has been in Law and Order. She was one of the DAs on Law and Order for years and years. She has been on Blue Bloods. Um, She was on Oz. Okay, so she's like a procedural actor. Yeah. There's a scene in Stir of Echoes that I really felt like was a lost thread where the mom and the son end up at a funeral Mm -hmm. and there is a it's a police funeral and there's a cop who immediately knows that the son is there and he immediately knows his name and the son knows the cop's name and it's just kind of odd and basically it turns out that the cop can also see ghosts and as yeah. part of this group of people who can see ghosts and kind of knows what Kevin Bacon has to do and kind of tells the wife, hey, 
he needs to find out what this ghost needs mm-hmm. and complete that mission so the ghost can yeah, move on. And like wants to meet with him. And instead of even telling Kevin Bacon, hey, there's someone who might be able to help you with all this. Yeah. The wife doesn't mention it at all. At all to him. And is just sort of like, what's your fucking problem when he's digging up the backyard instead of like, hey, honey, listen, you're going through something and yeah. I don't know if it's real or not, but. There's this guy who, you know. Thinks he can help you. Yeah. That was Instead, so weird. she's just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm taking the kid and I'm leaving town. Well, yeah. I mean, her grandmother dies. Yeah. And her husband is like, do you need me to go? Are you sure? Like, he's kind of a dick about it. Where you're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, but I mean, you understand why. Yeah, because it was the third act. Exactly. <laughs> um, the- if you asked me to do something that's the third act. I'm going to be like, are you for real? Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, So some fun facts about this movie. There is a scene where Kevin Bacon's character, um, after he gets yelled at by his wife for digging up the backyard of their rental property, oh, yeah. where he kicks a bucket and it accidentally shatters the, shatters window. the window in the back of the house. And because he stayed in character, they ended up keeping it in the movie. It was supposed to just hit the back of the house. But he kicked it and it just busted out a window. Yeah, it was one of those things that when it happened, you and I were both like, phones. Yeah, we both (laughs) were like, was that a happy accident? And it was. Yeah. They also, um, in the hypnotism, like flashback scenes, like there is a scene where a safety pin is being stuck through what you think is Tom's hand. And it's actually not a special effect. They paid a stuntman to have a safety pin pushed through his hand for the scene. Oh. They didn't just CG it. They literally stabbed a safety pin through a man's hand. Okay. Which I think is kind of insane, but yeah. I get I mean, I guess it's just a safety pin, but yeah. the hypnosis sequences actually did use actual hypnosis techniques. They they started to worry that they may actually hypnotize the audience. <laughs> yeah, I tried to have Ileana Douglas hypnotize me while we were watching it. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> Well, what they did was they put in some music cues to keep you from becoming hypnotized, essentially. But we also have the speech enhancement on our television, so it kind of lowers the volume, the of, volume music. of the music. Yeah. So I was still trying to get Ileana Douglas to hypnotize me. I mean, I felt pretty calm, but... That's a first. Lately, yes. <laughs> I felt calm about it, but I, I didn't feel like I was going to get hypnotized. I think they just were like covering their bases, really. They're like, I don't want anybody to freak out. Also, the dead girl, Samantha, is played by a very young Jennifer Morrison. Who's Jennifer Morrison? Jennifer Morrison is the dead girl in the movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Jennifer Morrison, she was on... Um, Sorry, my IMDb is loading. I know she's on. That it was like Once show. Upon a Time. Yeah, Once Upon a Time. That's show. it. That's what I was. Yeah. So I couldn't Once remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it Wasn't was Wasn't she called. like the lead on that or something? Yeah, she was oh, one okay. of the leads. Um, And she was on House. She was like the one of the female counterparts on House. Television actress. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, she's been in some series that have had big runs. Okay. Yeah. When I saw her, I was like, is that Jennifer Morrison? And it, yeah, it is. Okay. So the favorite thing for me in this movie was Kevin Dunn getting to do some acting that I've never seen him mm-hmm. do in a movie before. I have a feeling he's probably one of those Chicago Steppenwolf type actors. Yeah. So he probably is like has this incredibly 
deep range of probably like I'm sure he's not the one note that Hollywood casts him in quite a bit. Yeah, and, I I would agree. Yeah, he's a guy who I always enjoy seeing mm-hmm. in movies. He's just a guy who, when he shows up on screen, you're like, you know what, I like that guy. Yeah, he has a nice. He has a like comforting face i yeah. guess so to cast him in something where you're immediately like okay i'm disarmed i like that guy and mm-hmm. then have him be like a guy who is covering up a murder it was nice casting it was it was because i really i think i remember the first time that i saw it too where i was like there's no way he had anything to do with whatever the hell's going on in this he's just the you know he's just the dumpy friend and i love Ileana douglas I know. it makes me wonder if she got to improvise some of her lines and stuff because like later on in the movie Kevin Bacon goes to her like you know you need to put me under again you need to turn off you need to close whatever doors you open and she's like oh come on man I just got done smoking a joint yeah she's (laughs) like listen I don't know if I can help you with that also he comes like barging into her apartment she's like hey some of my friend is here just so you know to stop screaming (laughs) like yeah it's it was it was pretty fun. She's yeah. I really really do like her as an actress. She's in um a movie called I think it's called To Die For, where she plays the uh, a sister. Yeah, but she's uh is a, that the Nicole Kidman one? Yeah, yeah. Have and you seen Joaquin that? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it's Joaquin Phoenix and Matt Dillon. Yeah, she plays Matt Dillon's sister. Okay, yeah, it's the one where Nicole Kidman gets the high school kid to kill her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you seen that before? Probably in the theater whenever it came out, which I'm going to say is probably when I was in oh, high school. Probably. I think it came out and then, well, maybe even after. I was going to say it came out in 89. 1995. Holy shit. Huh. I was pretty sure it was 90s, but I mean, it could have been earlier. But yeah, that's a really good one. That's odd. Yeah. It means I was 23 and it wasn't really a... St- stage in my life when i was going to movies a lot because i was in a band and working in radio so i didn't really have a whole lot of free time but oh okay Mm, well maybe i don't know maybe it was a thing where somebody wanted you to go with them or i don't know yeah maybe i don't that was that's a good movie actually she's the sister in that and she's like a figure skater it's pretty cute oh that's cool yeah yeah it's like a fun yeah the cast for this was pretty good and the uh idea for a the story was pretty good. It's, you know, a story that's been copied over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But when this came out, it wasn't during the resurgence of, or like this era of smart horror. Yeah. And it's not really a horror. It's more of a thriller. It is more of a thriller. Yeah. But you didn't have a whole lot of supernatural thrillers back then. No. So, like Frighteners is really the only other one that's kind yeah. of coming to... But that's more of a thriller comedy, I think. Yeah, because this definitely predates Sixth Sense, I'm sure. Uh, I think they came out the same year. Oh, really? Because um, this came out in 99. Huh. Yeah, the Sixth Sense came out in 99 as well. So I think um, the Sixth Sense just may have overshadowed. overshadowed. Yeah, because they're very similar stories. Yeah, like yeah. you're seeing a dead person or whatever. Okay. And I mean, I think the Sixth Sense is a better story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the twist at the end is much more shocking. Right. I still think this is a pretty good one. Like, yeah. it's not bad. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Well, thank you so much for making me watch this. I did actually enjoy it. I love it, but you know, no, it was, I uh, mean, it was a fun, 
It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, predictable. Like, yeah. Lots of... Yeah. When, I feel like lots of thriller slash horror movies can be very predictable. When the son shoots himself, I'm like, oh... All right, I get it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's pretty evident early on, like, oh, okay. Like, they had something to do with why this girl's missing. I think the biggest surprise was just Kevin Dunn. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that's the part that you liked the most, was just that he was in on it. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised that the landlord was in on it. <laughs> no! Whoever played him just had that, uh, you know, I usually vibe. play the villain, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, he had a bit. He had a bad guy vibe. Yeah, he was like sure. a... William Atherton in Ghostbusters, where he just has like a a punch you face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, he, I just yes. want to punch your face. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well. Okay. But well, yeah. There is a thriller that totally shocked the shit out of you that you think Alice and I might enjoy. enjoy. Let us know. As we head into 2023, I think. We want to start doing more You Made Us watches. Yeah, we haven't been doing uh, a ton of them just because the formats changed a little bit. And, you know, we are doing the preview episodes in between. So we would really like to do some more You Made Us watches. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, let us know about. We both really love horror. So if there's something that you think we would like, don't say Mandy. And and we like thrillers, too. (laughs) And we like thrillers, too. Yes. Cause this is thriller, thriller nine. I didn't molest a bunch of children at the mm. Neverland Ranch, no matter what Allison says. Thriller, thriller. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm Vincent Price. I wouldn't lend my voice to a pedophile. Well, good on you. <laughs> Join our Facebook group. Yeah, and that's where you can leave recommendations. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, Allison posts a bunch of pictures. Yeah, and I remembered to do it on time this week. So what up? Yeah, how about you and your pregnancy brain I know. working this week? Oh shit! I think I forgot to post the Salem's Lot stuff though. You did. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta put that up. I remembered Pirates of Penzance though. Yep. Sorry guys, I uh, I can't remember anything. <laughs> No, it's okay. You have two brains right now, and you're growing one of them, so one of them needs to maybe work at, you know. (laughs) Focusing? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them- One of them's distracted, and the other one is not fully formed. Right, exactly. Okay. Sorry, guys. You're You're doing something miraculous. Thank you. I feel kind of like a circle most of the time. Well, I love you, circle. I love you, too. You're cool. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and you're humble. If there were awards given out for humility, I tell you all the time, I would gold medal like a motherfucker. You do tell me that all the time. There is like literally no one on the planet nearly as humble as I am. Sure. It's me. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know who second place would be because it's so far down. Yeah. Me. Right. Yeah. I'm so humble. Totally. Join us next week as you find out what awesome movie I make Allison watch. Boy. Yeah, I'm just looking at you like, what should it be? I feel like you want me to be upset. Am I mad at you? Am I not mad at I'm not mad at you. So I don't want to punish you, but man, those episodes are fun. I know. The order in which we are recording these 
the last thing we watched for the podcast was Dennis made us watch Mandy. So yeah. I don't know that I want. Want to punish but me that much? God more? damn! There's something I really want. You can do it. It's fine. All right. I love you. I love you too. Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.